0: Welcome to Seven Mile Ministry. We hope you enjoy this message. A fellow, and we're not really close, real great buddies, but he had been here to the church a few times, and he said he needed me to come to the hospital, and I said, well, when do you need me to come? He said, well, I need you to come right now. So, all right, we got up, we left, we went to the hospital. We go in, and it was him and his father and his mother and his sister, and um, his mom was not doing well and um, so he said uh, I want you to come and pray for my mom I said that's no problem so I just talked to her for a little while just hung out for a few minutes 15-20 minutes and I said well we're going to pray if anybody in here in this room can't stand in faith now's the time to exit the room and I said nobody moved and so that tells me y'all are all in agreement. Y'all are all standing in agreement right now. We're going to pray, lay hands on this woman. Y'all are, y'all, are, y'all are on board. Absolutely. All right. Good. I like it. So we did. We prayed. Walked out. And we walked down the hall. We went pretty good little piece down the hall. And we were down at the elevators. And here the young man comes running. And he comes up to me. And he says, hey, My dad. My dad, uh, he he wanted me to run down here and catch you. He he just said, you know, like, can you do the funeral if it don't work? So I just looked at him like I didn't have to say a word. I just looked at him like, you know, I wasn't too happy. He said, "I'm, I'm sorry, shouldn't have said that. And he, and he left. But then he texted me later and goes, my dad wants to know if it, will you do it? And I said, I said, I said, no. I'm not even talking, that, I'm not even talking about that right now. We ain't talking that way. And I, I was saddened, greatly saddened, because nobody in that room believed. His, his family didn't believe. Or well, they went have chased me down the hall saying, if it did, don't work, there is no if. It's not you're not in faith if you say if. Don't get up in that talk and undo things. Amen. Isaiah the fifty fifth chapter in the eighth verse. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, that's how much higher his thoughts are than earthly thinking. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts? He's talking about the world. Worldly people, how they think, how they act, their ways, the way they think. No, his is, his is from heaven. It's not earthly. He says, as far as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there. But water the earth make it bring forth in bud. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now check this out. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it's going to accomplish what I please. It's going to accomplish. I'm going to send it to do something. And it's going to accomplish what I send it to do. It's not going to return to me void. And it shall prosper in the thing which I send it. In other words, when I say things, things happen. That's what he's saying. My ways are higher than earthly thinking, earthly ways. When I say something, it happens. When God speaks and says something, He said, this is my way. When I send my word forth, things happen. They accomplish things. So the question is, that's His way, what's our way? What's our way? What are our words accomplishing? Are we, are we just spouting off any old thing at the mouth? So we should endeavor to be like Him. The Word of God tells us to be like Him. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter in the very first scripture, what does it say? To endeavor to be like Him, to be imitators of Him, to be like Him, to talk like Him. The Word of God. Speak this Word, His Word. Our words need to line up with His words. Because what you say does matter. And people say, that's just crazy. You know, you've heard these things before. um, The blab it and grab it thing. Well, I don't agree with blab it and grab it. Don't blab it. Just speak the Word. Speaking the Word is entirely different than blabbing. See, blabbing is saying, I want that other man's wife to be my wife. And I'm going to grab that. But what's in this Word belongs to us. That ain't blabbing. It's ours. There's an inheritance that belongs to us as children of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's His way. What's our way? What's our way? See, here's the deal. We grow up thinking that words that we speak are for communicating only. And you do have the words. Thank the Lord we can talk and communicate. And don't have to grunt at each other and write everything on a piece of paper. That we can actually speak and talk. And I can tell my wife what I would like for supper. It's great. I mean, I had to tell her that I loved her, and I had to ask her to marry me. Communicating is important. But words are not just for that. They're not just for sharing. Because, oh boy, people love to share. They want to tell you exactly how they feel. And I'm talking about to tell you how I feel right this second while I'm in this restaurant, because I'm going to go ahead and get on Facebook, and I'm going to make sure that I share my feelings, and I tell everybody how I feel right now about this restaurant and the way they've treated me, and this food's worthless, and we're going to share, share, share it all, share everything. Share. I want them to know how I feel. I want everybody to know how I feel. I wanna know how they did me wrong, mistreated me, I'm gonna put it on Facebook forever. I'm gonna tweet tweet it up. Instagram it, group text. What's it, Twitter? You tweet. Ain't that something you do? Yeah, I don't do that stuff. I don't know. I just learned how to text a couple years ago. Give me a break. But God uses His words to accomplish things. Do we use our words to accomplish things? Mm. Do I? Oh yeah, we do. It accomplishes one thing or the other. Is it accomplishing what you want it to accomplish? Mm. Share. Share. Share your feelings about this and share our feelings about that. And what's even worse is this. You're not, you may not even be a person that shares all these things on Facebook. But you'll, you'll catch yourself reading what everybody else has shared. What an absolute waste of time. Sometimes I say, I mean, I'll have, I'll, I'll have to dislike. What? Get mad at myself. I just read this. Why? Because then you read something else. Oh, wow. Oh, boy, did you see that? <laughs> Check this out. Then you're like, why did I? I just wasted five minutes of my life? I can't get that time back. I can't unsee or unread that. What a waste of time. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Anytime you get called up wasting your time doing that, just click over that Bible out. Read the scripture because five minutes in the Word is going to do you better than... Any of that garbage. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 13, chapter 11, verse says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's the same thing growing in the Word of God. Realizing, you know, a kid will just say anything. Because everybody here has had a child that they repeated something you said out in public. And you're like, "Mm, shut your mouth. (laughs) Because the child don't know you're not supposed to say that in front of other people. The child doesn't know that he's not supposed to tell everybody what mommy and daddy say at home. Child didn't know that. So if you don't want him or her to say it, you don't say it. If you don't want him or her to watch it, you don't watch it. If you don't want him or her to smoke it and drink it, you shouldn't smoke it and drink it. There ain't no such thing as mama daddy movies and mama daddy drinks. You better cut that junk out. You ain't old enough. It's a mom and daddy movie. No. If they can't watch it, you don't watch it. Don't let me get off course. I just, that's just the way I see it. I believe that's the way God sees it. Because if you're endeavoring to be like Christ, and you're you're an imitator of Christ, and your children are imitating mama and daddy, but mama and daddy is imitating Christ, and ultimately your children are imitating Christ. Mm. Who are your kids imitating? And it's confusing to a child also. I'll just go ahead and put it in part for a second. It is confusing to a child when their mom and dad's at church on Sunday imitating Christ, but during the week, oh, they're imitating something else. Y'all don't talk like that at church on Sunday. but Y'all cussing all week. I used to work with a guy, and he was... I mean, he was raising his hands every Sunday, woo, but he would cuss me out almost every Monday. Or he'd cuss towards me, or cuss, he'd, he'd do a little cussing, let's just say that. And so I, me, me and my buddy had a joke, we're like, church on Sunday, cuss you out on Monday. There wasn't anything that drew me that was like a huge turnoff. And that keeps a lot of people out of church. Should never keep you out of church, though, because it ain't got nothing to do with them. It's got to do with you and the Lord. That's like going to the gym and seeing a fat guy and saying, I ain't going back to the gym. Seriously. Yeah. So when you're a child, you talk like that. But as you grow up, you don't talk that way. The Scripture says you put away these childish things. And in growing in the Word of God, we quit talking fear, and we quit talking doubt, and we quit talking unbelief, and we quit talking these things, and then we start speaking faith-filled words. As we grow up and grow in the, in the Word, and grow in the Lord, we, we learn that this, these words that coming out of our mouth are not just for sharing, they're not just for communicating, but we're supposed to be speaking faith-filled words. We are not going to talk like we used to. In other words, when you were a child a baby Christian before you were born again, but now you're growing in the Lord. You've been in this thing for years. You shouldn't be talking the same way as you used to. Your speech should have definitely changed. And I don't, I I wouldn't just call people out, but I'll just go ahead and call out Scott back there. He's supposed to be on the front row. I forgot about that, but uh, no, I'm just messing with him about that. You're talking about somebody's speech that changed. I've known him since he co-oped from high school Work with me I've known him since he was 16 okay I know him really good probably better than anybody and his speech changed immediately I mean immediately in other words no bad uh, profan- the profanities. is what I'm talking about you know he would just say this or that or just whatever he felt well, he'd just tell you like it was he'd tell a lot of people like it was and uh it has changed immediately. You know why? Because what he recognizes is what I'm not who I used to be. I'm not this child anymore, but I'm a man. I'm growing in the Lord. I can't talk like I used to. And for some people it is instant. And for others it's a little bit of a process. But what I'm saying is we're growing in the Lord. You got to, if you're, you've been in this thing for years and you're still talking the same way you used to, you're not a hearer and a doer. But you just said you were a hearer and a doer. That's why I got you to say it, because I don't want you lying. You're a hearer and a doer. We've got to be hearers and doers. He says right here, let me back up. He says, uh, um, for as the rain comes down and and the snow from heaven, but they don't return there. What do they do? They water the earth. It doesn't say like a lightning boat flashing down from the sky. It's like rain coming down and watering a parched land. And guess what? Seeds, germination, things happen, things grow. Seed, time, harvest. It's like rain coming down. So you need to think about your words as rain coming down. They're going to go forth. They're going to water something. Something's going to grow from it. Something's going to come from it. And it, like I said, it's not lightning boats coming down. It's like water, watering the earth. Amen. Praise the Lord. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 29th verse, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. None? What if they cut me off in traffic? I and mean, what if they rip me off? What if they cussed me? But it says let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. And I don't really see any place there for uh, exceptions. That's a tough one. No corrupt word come out of your mouth. Corruption is going to come out of your mouth if you don't keep that guard on it. We were doing a little job for a guy and he had this sentry Lock. A sentry's a guard that uh, guards a door. But it's a name of a company who makes locks and things. He's got this fancy lock and you go uh, put your number in. And when you put your number in, he gets it on his phone and he will give you access or not. And we were working there and we unplugged it. When we unplugged it, he couldn't tell who to give access to or not. In other words, his guard had been dis- disabled. It wasn't working anymore. He didn't know who who, who was there. And I thought about that happening just this week, and I thought that's the same thing. We've got to keep the guard at the door. We've got to keep the guard at the door. We've got to keep the guard plugged in. Amen. <clears throat> but what is necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers? Now that's huge. Get a hold of that. That it may impart grace to the hearers, not corrupt words, but words that are going to impart grace to the hearers. Words that are going to minister grace to people. That's big. Before I say this, is this going to minister grace? They made me mad. And I'm going to respond. Are my words going to minister grace? Because there's no exceptions here. Is it going to minister grace? And you think about how many words, I think about how many words I've spoken that aren't ministering grace. Words that just hurt people. Because you know, we like to Tell it like it is. Don't we? I'm going to tell them like it is. Tell them off. I'm going to tell them how I feel. Tell them how I feel. And then you tell them how you feel. And then they tell you how they feel. Then you tell them how you feel some more. And then they tell you how you feel some more back. And nobody is ministering grace to each other. And the next thing you know, you say these things and you don't think about the impact it has on the person that you say it to and people are hurt and friendships are broken and marriages are destroyed. Man, I wish I hadn't said that. But I had to vent. I had to get it out. You know, people just coddle you and go, Just get it out. Just get it off your chest. Just vent. Just let it out, honey. Now, back up. Don't let it in. That's the problem. We let it in. You know what we talked about? Access denied. We can't let it in. The bird's going to fly over your head. You can't stop that, but you can stop it from building a nest on your head. In other words, there's rule, there's principalities of darkness out there sending thoughts your way. You can't stop a thought from coming, but what you going to do when the thought shows up? You're going to let it in. Then you're gonna stew on it, and then you're gonna dwell on it, and then the next thing you know, it's coming out your mouth when you're speaking it. You venting, you letting it out. Back up, er, should never let it in. Don't let it out. Your wife's not the person. God didn't give her to you to vent. He didn't give you your husband to vent. You know the enemy needs you to vent. Because the enemy needs those loose lips, so he knows where the ship's going, so he can sink the ship. The enemy needs you to vent. The enemy needs you to speak it, to say it, because that's what gives him access. Amen. And you have to understand, this something that hit me big this week. You know that we're in a class, all alone, human beings. We're in a class all alone. We're more privileged than any other being you ever. You, you, do you see dogs and cats running around talking? We have a privilege to say what we want, when we want, how we want, even more so than angels. Angels don't go around saying what they want. God tells angels what to say. He says, go there and say this. Gabriel went to Mary. Gabriel went to Mary and he said, guess what? You found favor. And he begins to tell her that she's going to be carrying uh, the Son of God. The Holy Spirit's going to impregnate. Tells her all that. Y'all know the story. Gabriel comes and tells Mary exactly what God told him to say. He didn't add to it. And he didn't take away from it. He said exactly. Now, when Gabriel got finished, he didn't, uh, he didn't prop up and say, well, let me give you my thoughts on the matter. I'm just saying. Just saying. You shouldn't ever just be saying. That's something people say. They say all that. I'm just saying. Facebook posts, Just saying. Just saying. No, it's not just saying. You should not ever just be saying. What you say should be going forth and accomplishing something. I remember this from 10th grade. I overheard a conversation between a girl and a boy. I wasn't even in the conversation, but I heard it and I'll never forgotten. And it impacted me. He was jabbering on about something and he said, that ain't what I mean exactly and blah, 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 whatever. She said, say what you mean and mean what you say, boy. And I thought, man, that's good right there. I've never forgotten it since 10th grade, and that was a long time ago. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Don't be just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I saw your boyfriend over there talking to the other girl over there. I'm just saying. Or whatever. You know, pot stirring kind of situation. You know what I'm saying. No, I'm not just saying. My words are going forth, and we're going to be held accountable. You know why? Because it is a privilege. Because you can't just say what you want. There was one angel on record who didn't use unauthorized words. He just said, what happened to him? Where's he at? Yeah. We're held accountable for our words. Why? Because it's a privilege. It's a privilege. There's probably at least 10 or 12 times in the Bible that we're referred to as kings and priests. I can think of one right now in Revelations. It says that we're, we're kings and priests unto the Lord. Kings. Us. We're kings. You know what kings? If a king needs a ditch, dug, he says, you know, I was thinking, we could probably maybe use a ditch. I mean, I'm just saying. No. He says, let the dicks be dug. And then it gets dug. You need to think of yourself as that. You're not thinking highly enough of yourself. And I'm not talking about the arrogance. I'm talking about, you need to know who you are in Christ. And you know you're a faith-filled Christian. And I'm speaking faith-filled words. And when I speak my words, they go forth and they don't return void. Because I'm speaking the Word of God. My words line up with His words. I'm not talking about a bunch of jibber-jabber silliness now. I'm talking about your words lining up with His words. Speaking what belongs to you over your life, over your family's life, over your friend's life, over this congregation's life. Faith-filled words. Amen. Amen. See, the more you talk, the more you talk and you don't believe what you say, then... uh, if you don't believe anything you say, then you're not going to... Let's see, I'm trying to put this... How can I say this? The more you talk and you don't believe what you say, the less likely you are to believe anything you say is going to come to pass. If I explain that correctly. See, the more you just talk, like I said earlier, I wasn't serious then, but now I'm serious. See, the more you talk and you really don't believe the things that are coming out of your mouth are really going to come to pass, the less likely you are to believe anything that anything comes out of your mouth is going to come to pass. You ever wonder? Sometimes nobody calls and asks me to pray. Well, that's because they hear you talk. I wouldn't ever want to hurt anybody's feelings. But let me tell you something. If I'm in a situation where I need some, some people to, to latch hold of, and stand in the believe in something, I want to tell you something. How they talk determines who I call. That's a fact. Facebook posts... That determines it. How you talk. If I see a bunch of blabbering going on, I'm not going to call and ask them to stand in agreement and pray with me. Because they'll stand in agreement and pray with you, and then they'll turn around over here and call somebody and go, Oh, Lord, you hear about that? Oh, it ain't looking good. I know somebody had that, and that didn't turn out good for them, but we prayed. Oh, Lord. I heard a pastor one time. He said, We're going to pray for Sister Susie. She's sick. And uh, let's pray. They prayed. He got finished praying. I mean, immediately after he got finished praying, he said, Well, y'all just remember to keep Sister Susie in your prayers because you never know how these things are going to turn out. I thought, Well, you do now. I wouldn't be calling them to pray for me. Amen. 11.37. Oh, man, we got got plenty of time. You got to be at work till Monday morning, do you? Let's go to Mark. The 11th chapter. We could spend a a long time right here, but we're going to, we got to touch on this. Mark 11th chapter, starting in 22. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Have faith of God. Have faith like God. Have faith in God. Anywhere how you want to interpret that. Have faith in God. What does that mean? What he says goes forth and accomplishes it. Amen. That's the type of faith you and I are supposed to have. He says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever that he says. He'll have whatever he says. I have whatever God says. I have whatever the pastor says. I have whatever the Bible says. No, it says, I have whatever he says. And that's where the people get off track and they start, say, the blabbing and grabbing. No, what you say needs to line up with what he says. What you say needs to line up with this Word of God. Because if you're using anything that doesn't line up with this Word of God, you're using unauthorized language. And you need to stay authorized. Amen. But it says whatever he says. So it's important what you say. Because it says you'll have whatever you say. If I'm reading that correctly. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, that's what it says. But if you don't doubt in your heart and you believe these things, what you say will be done, and you'll have whatever you say. Now therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Pray, believe that you receive them, then you'll have them. So we're going to believe, we're going to pray, and we're going to believe that we receive before we have them. And when you believe that you receive before you have them, then you'll have them. So, in other words, that's saying, before you see it, before you feel it, before you get the phone call, we pray, we agree, we believe. I'm not talking doubt, I'm not talking fear, I'm not talking unbelief. I'm not going by what I see, I'm not going by what I hear, I'm not going by what I feel. I'm going by what I prayed. this word right here. But people say, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, how do you know it didn't work? How do you know it didn't work? Well, if you prayed and you believe that you received them, then it did work. If you believe that you received it, then it did work. So how do you know that it didn't work? i tell you how you know it didn't work, because you didn't believe that you received it when you prayed. And that's a hard one. That's Scripture. We're reading it together. I didn't make it up. It's right there. It's right there. I, I tried that. It didn't work. How long did you try it? 30 seconds? I tried that. I tied twice. I didn't see the windows of heaven open up. And I didn't say nothing happened. I tried. I, mean, I tied two times in a row even. I even raised my hand in worship. Tried that coming ground deal. Went to Sunday school. Yeah, I tried it. Tried it for three weeks. Tried it for a month. No, you don't quit on something you believe in. Bottom line. Bottom line, you don't quit on something you believe in, you don't quit on somebody you believe in. See, when you're going through a hard time, that's when you find out who believes in you. Because you look around, see who's sitting around you, who's with you, who's holding your hands up, and who's right there, because they believe in you. They didn't quit on you. Others may have, but these right here didn't. And these right here's the ones I'm gonna carry to war with me. And these right here's the ones I'm gonna carry to the hospital to pray with me. And these are the ones I'm right here, I'm gonna call to pray for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's good. Man. I got fuzzy headed feeling when I said that. It's good. It's usually fuzzy legs feeling. But it's all good. Praise the Lord. How will I ever believe? How can I ever believe like this? That what I say is going to come to pass. Well, I'm going to tell you what we're going to have to do, all of us. Stop saying words you don't believe. Stop saying anything you don't believe. I know we say, well, I'm just exaggerating. No, you're lying. The Bible don't say he exaggerated. It said they lied. Don't exaggerate. Don't lie. Don't speak words you don't believe. That way when you do speak a word, you believe it. You know why? Because you don't speak words you don't believe. If I say it, I believe it. Amen. Ain't nobody going to come in there and do it for you. It's just something you're going to have to hear and do. But you said you were a hearer and a doer. We're all hearers and doers. what we said. Amen. Amen. Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 36th verse. But I say to you that every idle word that men may speak, they'll give an account of it on the day of judgment. That you're going to give an account of every idle word. This idle word right here is the same word where the men were at the vineyards, and he says, hey, why aren't you working? Why are you sitting here idle? Nobody hired us. Idle means uh, unemployed, inactive, um, non-working, non-operative words. So you're going to have to give an account for every idle word, every word that was inactive, unemployed, non-working, non-operative word that you've spoken, you're going to have to give an account for it. So no words. How many words are out there that we have spoken, that humanity has spoken, we spoke words that went forth and you never intended for them to accomplish anything. How many non-working words are in circulation? Oh, the number will be, can You can even count it? So astronomical. How many words? In other words, one i saying is we've got to quit being so chatty and quit using non working inoperative words and choose your words wisely. Pick them. Pick them wisely. Y'all with me? It says, For by your words you'll be justified and by your words you'll be condemned. You know why? Think about this every empty word is a missed opportunity. See, you're in a situation, you speak something, you speak an empty word, you just missed an opportunity. It's a missed opportunity where you could have spoke faith into the situation, but you spoke fear and you spoke doubt and you spoke unbelief into the situation. Or some type of negativity, it's a missed opportunity. Everybody said, oh man, I should have said something. I should have said more. I had an opportunity and I missed it. God, everybody's done that. Even non-Christians, just you just. I used to have a guy that worked for me and never, never failed. We would got to the job, this is years ago, and you'd forget one thing. And I'd go, oh man, we forgot that extra torch. I was going to say something. Man, I forgot those extra welding rods. I was going to say something. Man, we should have went by and picked that up before we drove all the way across the town. I was going to say something. And I, finally I said, please do next time. Say something. You missed an opportunity. And that's just horsing around. I mean, I'm talking about serious situations. An opportunity. An opportunity. In Psalms, the 39th Psalm, first verse, I I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. This is important. Get a hold of this. I'm going to restrain my mouth with a muzzle. In other words, we're putting a guard over that thing. I'm muzzling it off while the wicked are before me. Why? When the wicked are before you. Because let me tell you, the wicked are before you every day because we live in a wicked world. And the wicked people get around you and they start talking. And guess what? There's temptations daily. There's uh, spiritual pressures being applied and you're being tempted daily by these things to talk the talk. And I'm going to put a muzzle over my mouth. See, if you think it don't matter what you say, when you get around the and they start talking, then you're going to comply and you're going to start talking. And when you start talking, you give the enemy access. He's just waiting on you to start talking. He's just waiting on what comes off that tongue to give him access. It's important. You talk their talk, you get their results. You do. I should have said this. Or I should have said that. Man, I shouldn't have said this. Oh, I should have said that. You know what? The Holy Spirit will check you. You're getting ready to say something, the Holy Spirit will check you Every time. You knew you weren't supposed to say it before you ever said it. Holy Spirit was trying to check you. You gotta give you gotta give him your tongue. Amen. You think about the Israelites murmuring and complaining. And and it's funny how the Lord works with the, the, the World War II video, that guy with a sentry lock, and then Anna made this post this week about um, the children of Israel only being days away 11 days away they could have just been there in less than 2 weeks let's just say it took a month let's just say it took a year it was only a year away which they weren't but it took them 40 and she didn't say why she just said like wow Here, stopped and really thought about how close they were but how long it took them to get there and I think she may have said, you ever wonder why? But, um, or something along those lines. Um, and Josh was the first one to answer it. He said, they murmured and complained. And other people said, well, God probably won't them be out there, and you never know what come across their paths, and blah, 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 blah. No, he said it right. They murmured and complained, period. They murmured and complained, read the Bible. God didn't want them out there for 40 years. They wandered around forty years because of, of their tongues. That was their choice. The other ones said, "Oh, we can't do it." He, he don't want them. He didn't want them wandering around anymore, and he wants you and I wandering around. Let me tell you something. You can go to the ninth grade ten times if you want to. Or you can study and pass the test and get advanced to the 10th grade. You can stir around in the desert just as long as you want. And you can keep murmuring. And you can keep complaining. You can keep talking fear and doubt and unbelief and all these things. And you can just stay right there in that pig pen just as long as you want to. Or you can change your language. And you can get yourself out of bondage. Quit talking the problem. Quit talking about how big the mountain is and start telling the mountain how big your God is. And so we say, well, it's going to wait on God to move that mountain. But that's not the Scripture we just read. The Scripture said, you speak to the mountain. You believe in your heart. And you speak with your mouth to the mountain. You say, hey, mountain, move. Hey, job, open up. Hey, finances, come on in. Hey, healing, yeah, here it is. Come to Papa. or how you choose to say it. You guys use your mouth, your faith, your mouth. Amen. They were murmuring and complaining. They started murmuring and complaining. What happens? Serpent starts coming in, biting on them, killing them. Serpents were there the whole entire time. The serpent's no different than Satan. He's out here the whole entire time. He's just waiting on the speech. He's just waiting on the loose slip so he can sink his ship. Serpent's just ready to come on in. Amen. Gotta keep the mouth muzzled. God needs you to say, I believe. Satan needs you to say something as well. Just what I'm saying is that God needs you to say, I believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Satan needs you to say fear, doubt, unbelief, murmuring. Complaining. Negativity. He needs you to say it. He needs you to say it. We've got to quit being so chatty. And quit talking words. I get accused of this all the time, that I don't answer people quickly enough. I mean, people are making faces at me right now because... Y'all know what I'm talking about. My kids, my wife, my friends, people that worked with me 20 years ago say that I don't answer them quickly enough. And, um, you know, so what? Think about it before you say it. Anytime I don't think about it long enough and say something, then I usually regret it. <laughs> yeah, don't you? But if you start and think, before I say this, how is this going to impact these people? Mm. How will this impact our relationship? Mm. Should just let that go. I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I, 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 I talk to myself regularly and remind myself, well, I shouldn't have said that. Wish I should, Wish, you know, wish you could put that thing in rewind and just back your own up, but you can't. But we do serve a God that's uh, full of grace and mercy and quick to forgive. Amen. All right. We're about to wrap her up. We'll read this. Y'all remember Moses is out there. We're talking about the Israelites. I ain't that close to wrapping it up. (laughs) Yeah. Moses says, because they rebelled against his spirit, So that they spoke rashly, that he spoke rashly with his lips. What does that mean? They were out there rebelling. And then Moses spoke rashly with his lips. He got down on their level and he talked their talk. He didn't go into the promised land either. Take a hold of that. He got down on their level and he talked their talk. You talk their talk, you get what they get. You want to talk like the world? You're going to get what they get. You want to talk like other people talking doubt and unbelief and negativity and all this stuff? You're going to get what they get. we, we got to talk differently. We've got to put a muzzle, a guard over that mouth. Amen? Think about Jesus in the wilderness. He's out there and He's hungry. You know He's hungry. He's been out there for 40 days. He's hungry. Satan says, hey... If you're hungry, well, you, you, you can just turn this, these stones right here into bread. Isn't that what He said? If you be the Son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. And what did Jesus say? Did he turn, could He have done it? But that would have been unauthorized language. He didn't do that. He answered Him with the Word of God. He answered Him with a, thus saith the Lord. He said, it is written. It is written. You understand? If He would have done that, it would have been unauthorized language. In other words, we've got to be like Christ. We, we're not, when, when the pressure is being applied by Satan to say that, to do that, when these spiritual forces are being applied, you've always got to answer with the it is written. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's a privilege. Yes. The whole situation with Job, Satan said, he'll curse you. He will curse you. And he lost everything except his wife. But Job still didn't curse him. He's sitting there with balls all over himself and his wife comes up to him and she says, why don't you just curse God and die? That was the whole challenge from the beginning. He'll curse you. He won't be faithful. He'll curse you. Now, you know she's hurting. Of course she is. She's lost her children. She's hurting. Lost everything. Here he is covered in balls. But then she spoke it. Why don't you just curse God and die? Won't you do it? Who'd she let use her tongue? And it came out. Now, if Job would have cursed God and that, if he'd have said, if he'd have cursed God and died, it could have happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the same thing. You talk their talk, you get what they get. The woman in adultery. The woman in adultery Here's these Pharisees come in, throw her down. And they say, Moses' law says, go and stone her. She's caught in adultery. What do you say, Jesus? He didn't even respond. He just said, well, he got down on the knee. Started writing in the dirt, drawing in the dirt, doing something in the dirt. There's a lot of different... People preaching about what he was doing in the dirt. Different opinions, different thoughts. The Bible doesn't tell us, but it says he was had his finger in the dirt. He didn't answer him immediately. He went down there. And he came up and he with an answer that was given to him by the Holy Spirit. He said, Ye without sin, you cast the first, you cast the first stone. You understand what I'm saying? Here they come in with this girl and throw her down. What do you say, Jesus? He could have got down on their level. He could, have, he could have used unauthorized words, but he didn't. He was not quick to speak. He got down. He gave it a moment. He came up with the answer straight from the Holy Spirit. And you know what? We're supposed to be just like that. Amen. You can come on up now, Anna. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's waiting for the loose lips, to sink ships. Get that in your head. He's out there seeking whom he may devour. He can't devour anybody that he wants to. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Now I want you to get a hold of this right here. Resist him. Resist him. Resist Him. How are we going to resist Him? How are we going to resist Him? I'm not going to speak it. I'm not going to speak how I feel. I'm not going to speak what I see. I'm not going to speak off anger. I'm not going to tell everybody based off my emotions. I'm going to speak faith-filled words just like Christ did. I'm going to surrender my tongue to the Holy Spirit. I only want to speak what He has me to speak. And my words are going to go forth and they're going to accomplish what I sent them to do. They're not going to return voids. I'm somebody, I'm a child of God and I'm an imitator of Christ and greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world and the same power that raised Christ Jesus dwells on the inside of me and my words are important, my words speak death or my words speak life and I'm going to choose for my words to speak life my words are going to go forth they're not going to return void, amen you gotta quit being so chatty And like I said, I preached to myself today. The whole entire sermon was just for me. And if you got something out of it, I sure am glad. Because I'm certainly not above this, I can tell you that. Hmm. Praise the Lord. We're hearers and doers, amen. Hearers and doers. Hearers and doers. We came in this morning. We heard the word. We're leaving out better than we came in. We're going to be doers of this word. We're going to set a guard over our mouths. We're going to speak faith-filled, productive words. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from 7 Mile Ministry.